Hello, welcome to the Study with the Simran podcast. Today we are going to cover chapter number 5th of grade 11th biology that is morphology of flowering plants. Uh I had realized or uh, you can say I concluded something that uh, more deeply more slowly you re- uh, read ncert more easily you will grasp the things so i'm going to uh, read this chapter uh, with you know great deep sense okay so yeah let's uh, here we go then the wide range of the structure of higher plants will never fail to fascinate us even though the angiosperm shows such a large variety in external structure of or morphology they are all characterized by a presence of roots stem leaves flowers and fruits in chapter 2 and 3 we talked about classification of plants based on morphological and other characteristics for any successful attempt at classification and at understanding any higher plant or for that uh, matter in a living organism we need to know standard technical terms and standard definitions we also need to know about the possible environment example adaptations to various habitats for protection climbing storage etc if you pollute sorry if you pull out any weed you will see that all of them have roots stem and leaves they may be bearing flowers and fruits the underground part of the flowering plant is a root system while the portion above the ground forms the shoot system okay now let's discuss the root in majority of the flowering sorry in majority of the dicotyledonous plant the direct elongation of the radical leads to the formation of primary root which grows inside the soil it bears lateral roots of several others that are referred to as secondary tertiary etc roots the primary roots and its branches constitute the tape root system as seen in the mustard plant in monocotyledonous plants uh, the primary root is short lived and is replaced by a large number of roots these roots originate from the base of the stem and constitute the fibrous root system as seen in the wheat plant in some plants like grasses uh, grass monstera and the banyan tree root arises from parts of the plant other than the radical and are called adventitious roots the main function of the root system are absorption of water and minerals from the soil providing a proper anchorage to the plant parts storing reserve food material and synthesis of plant growth regulators now uh you must be getting always confused like uh, uh, which kind of te- uh, which kind of root system is present in monocots and which is there in dicots so uh, here is an hack for you see we already we know that ddt we know the chemical like you know pesticide kind of thing ddt so ddt what is it d and t so if you you know decode that d stands for dicot and t stands for tape root and uh, it's opposite in case of monocots monocots have the uh, you know uh, fibrous root system so uh, if you want to remember it for for anything for monocot in case of monocot then remember that fm radio fm radio f stands for fibrous m stands for monocot so this is how you when now 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 you won't get confused between this uh, tape root and the fibrous root system but when uh, dicots and monocots okay let's discuss the regions of roots now regions of the root but before that make sure that you are uh, you are ch- looking at the diagram mentioned over here of uh, tape root system which includes the lateral and main root and the fibrous root system as well uh, uh, 
above this diagram one more diagram is given which is like you know showing the node internode bud etc etc so yeah it's very simple diagram no need to you know focus much there uh, regions of the root the root is covered at the apex by a thimble like structure called the root cape now remember focus on the terms used okay thimble like structure called the root cape it protects the tender apex of the root as it makes its way through the soil a few millimeters above the root cape is the region of metastomatic activity the cell of this region are very small thin walled and with dense protoplasm they divide rapidly the cells proximal to this region undergo rapid elongation and enlargement and are responsible for the growth of the root in length this region is called the region of elongation the cells of the elongation zone gradually differentiate and mature hence this zone proximal to the region of elongation is called the region of maturation from this re- from this region some of the epidermal cells form very fine and delicate thread like structures called root hairs this root hairs absorb water and minerals from the soil okay uh, very very important diagram i will say or very very important paragraph or diagram also you may say because uh, the labeling you know comes most of the time you know so uh, at the bottom you will see the root cap following root cap there is region of metastomatic activity then region of elongation after its root hairs well uh, the question may come in which uh, zone you find the root hairs so the answer will be in the at the region of maturation you will see the uh, root hairs and uh, uh, yes let's now discuss this uh, modification of root root in some plants change their shape and structure and become modified to perform function other than absorption and conduction of water and minerals they are modified for support storage of food and respiration tap roots of carrot turnip and adventitious root of sweet potato get swollen and store food can you give some more such examples uh roots yeah there are many examples but uh, yeah banyan tree is there which is a you know kind of adventitious root uh parts other than root is you know forming the whole plant body so can you give some more such example have you ever wondered what those hanging structure that support a banyan tree are these are called prop roots similarly the stems of maize and sugarcane have a supporting roots coming out of the flower coming out of the lower notes of the stem these are called stilt roots so stilt roots are seen in case of maize and sugar cane okay now in some plants such as rhizophora growing in swampy areas many roots come out of the ground and grow vertically upwards such roots called pneumatophores help in help to get oxygen for respiration okay now the diagram 5.5 is very important you can see the asparagus there which is the which is a modification of root in case of storage and uh, uh, turnip is also the same case carrot sweet potato these are only for storage purpose you can eat them basically b is for you know respiration new metaphor is seen in uh, rhizophora now let's discuss these stem Uh, what are the features that distinguish a stem from a root the stem is the ascending part of the axis bearing branches leaves flowers and fruits it develops from the plumelae of the embryo of a germinating seed the stem bears nodes 
stem bears the nodes and internodes the region of the stem where leaves are born are called nodes while internodes are the portion between two nodes the stem bears buds which may be terminal or axillary stem is generally green when young and later up often become woody and dark brown the main function of the stem is spreading out branches remember see the main function or you can say the primary function of the stem is spreading out branches bearing leaves flowers and fruits okay so the question may come what is the primary function of stem so this should be the answer spreading out branches bearing leaves flowers and fruits it connects water minerals and water synthesis some streams perform the function of storage of food support protection and, and of vegetative propagation now let's discuss the modification of stem the stem may not always be typically like what they are expected to be they are modified to perform different functions underground stem of potato ginger turmeric zamengan colacasia are modified to store food in them they also act as organ of perination to tide over the condition unfavorable for growth stem tendrils which develop from axillary buds are slender uh, and spirally coiled and have helped plant to climb such as uh, in grounds um, sorry such as in guards guards basically the duti such as in guards such tendrils which develop from axillary buds are slender and spirally coiled and help plants to climb such as in guards cucumber pumpkin watermelon and uh, grape vines axillary buds of stem may also get modified into woody straight and pointed thorns thorns are found in many plants such as citrus bougainvillea they protect plants from browsing animals some plants of arid region modify their stem into flatten or open shape okay uh, so remember in case of opuntia the modification you are seeing is of stem not of leaf or fleshy cylindrical euphorbia like like structures they uh, cylindrical fleshy cylindrical like structure in case of stem are seen in case of euphorbia they contain chlorophyll and carry uh, photosynthesis uh, carry out photosynthesis underground stem of such of some plants such as grass and strawberry uh, grass and strawberry etc spread to do new niches and when all the parts die new plants are formed in plants like mint and the jasmine a slender lateral branch arises from the base of the main axis and after growing aerially for some time arc downwards to touch the ground a lateral branch with short internodes and each knot bearing a rosette of leaves and a tuft of roots is uh is found in aquatic plants like pistia and acornia in banana pineapple and chrysanthemum the lateral branches originate from the basal and underground portion of the main stem grow horizontally beneath the soil and then come out obliquely upward give rise to leafy shoots uh you can see this for storage ginger potato and zamengan is there then for support also one plant is mentioned over here you can it's just any kind of climber or something then protection bougainvillea you can see the thorns there and the spread and vegetative propagation you can see the you know uh oxalis species is there okay so yeah that is it now let's discuss the leaf 
the leaf is a lateral generally flattened structure born on the stem it develops at the knot and bears a bud in its axil the axillary bud later develops into a branch leaves originate from shoot apical meristem and are arranged in an acropetal order now remember leaves are arranged in an acropetal order remember the term acropetal order not basipetal okay they are the most important vegetative organs of photosynthesis a typical leaf consists of three main parts leaf base petiole and the lamina the leaf is attached to the stem by the leaf base and may be a two lateral small leaf like structures called stipules in monocotyledonous the leaf base expand into a sheath covering the stem partially or wholly in some leguminous plants the leaf base may become swollen which is called the pulvinus the petiole help hold the blade to light long thin flexible petioles allow leaf blades to flutter in wind thereby cooling the leaf and bringing fresh air to air leaf surface so uh, remember the term uh, definition of pulvinus which is uh, you know swollen part at the you know uh, where from where the leaf actually you know arises this is basically seen in case of leguminous plants okay and the petiole is something you know uh, strip like or you know uh, slender thin stick like structure which uh, which actually allows the movement of leaf to uh, cool down or uh, bring the fresh air to the leaf surface the lamina or the leaf blade is a green expanded part of the leaf with veins and veinlet there is usually a middle prominent vein which is known as the midrib veins provide rigidity to the leaf blade and act as a channel of transport for water minerals and food materials the shape margin apex surface and extent of incision of lamina varies in different leaves now let's discuss the venation the arrangement of veins and the veinlet in the lamina of a leaf is termed as venation when the veinlets form a network the venation is termed as reticulate when the veins run parallel to each other within a lamina the venation is termed as parallel leaves of dicotyledonous plants generally possess reticulate to venation while parallel venation is the characteristic of most monocotyledonous plants now let's discuss the types of leaves a leaf is said to be a simple when its lamina is entire or when incised the incision do not touch the midrib when the incision of the lamina reach up to the midrib breaking it into a number of leaflets the leaf is called compound a bud is present in the axil or axil of the petiole in both simple and compound leaves but not in the axil of leaflet of the compound leaf the compound leaves may be of two types in opinionally compound leaf a number of leaflets are present on a common axis uh, the rachis which represent the midrib of the leaf it, as in case of neem okay so the simple ones are the simple and the compound ones are little complex okay see uh, when single uh, you know uh, one point when multiple many leaves arise from the you know one common point then that kind of leaf is said to be compound but in case of simple leaf you will see the leaf, a single leaf arising from the uh, one common point okay now compound leaves are also of two types pinnately compound leaf and palmately compound leaf what this pinnately compound leaf look like is that uh, there are number of leaflets are present on one common axis one long common axis is there and along that complete full axis you will see the uh, you know new uh leaves growing out or coming out okay and that uh, common axis is considered as the rachis okay r a c h i s rachis which is basically seen in case of neem which is you know general example or everyone has you know uh, 
uh, everyone knows what actually the neem leaves look like and if we talk about the palmately compound leaves then the leaflets are attached at a common point that is at the tip of the petiole as in case of silk cotton if you ever had uh, visited the cotton farm then you had you know observed the kind of you know uh, kind of leaf which is there which uh, that is palmately compound leaf okay now let's discuss the phyllotaxy phyllotaxy is the pattern of arrangement of leaves on a stem or branch this is usually of three types alternate opposite and whorled in alternate type of phyllotaxy a single leaf arises at each knot in alternate manner as in china rose mustard and sunflower plants in opposite type a pair of leaves arise at each knot and lie opposite to each other as in calotropis and guava plant if more than two leaves arise at a knot and form a hall it is called halt as in case of alstonia now the important thing over here is uh, to remember the examples so uh, let's discuss them and make the section easy so the alternate kind of alternate kind of phyllotaxy is seen in case of china rose mustard and sunflower so alternate includes this three examples matlab as per our ncrt then if we talk about the opposite then opposite includes two examples which is calotropis and guava and the hold includes just the one example that is alstonia opposite is calotropis and guava and if i talk about the hold then it it includes the alstonia then if i talk about the alternate then it includes it includes three that is china rose then mustard and the sunflower okay the diagram are mentioned over here of china rose guava and the alstonia you can clearly see china rose is showing the alternate kind of phyllotaxis phyllotaxy guava is showing the you know opposite and uh, hold one is showing the sorry alstonia is showing the hold phyllotaxy now let's discuss the modification of leaves leaves are often modified to perform function other than photosynthesis they are converted into tendrils for climbing as in peas or into spines for defense as in cacti the fleshy leaves of onion and garlic store food in some plants such as australian acacia the leaves are small and short leaved the petioles in this plant expand become green and synthesize food uh, leaves of certain insectivorous plants such as picture plant venus flytrap are also modified leaves so uh, you can see here p which is having you know modification for uh, support or a tendril is getting formed leaf tendril is there basically then uh, in case of cactus you can see the modification of leaves into spines for the protection and if i talk about the storage then you can see the leaves of onion which are basically used to used in uh, preparing sabjis like you know bengan ka bhartha we usually add this onion fleshy leaves uh, to air the test now let's discuss the inflorescence a flower is a modified shoot where in the shoot apical meristem changes to a floral meristem and the nodes do not elongate and the axis gets condensed now i discussed or uh, shared the bengan ka bhartha and right now i am like i want to eat that ora rotla uh, i can't i can't uh, you know express how much um well anyways let's get back to the book reading 
the apex produces different kind of floral appendages laterally at successive nodes instead of leaves when a shoot tip transforms into a flower it is always solitary the arrangement of flowers on the floral axis is termed as inflorescence depending on the whether the apex gets developed into a flower or continues to grow two major type of inflorescence are defined racemos and cymos in racemos type of inflorescence the main axis continues to grow the flower are born laterally in an acropital succession in cymos type of inflorescence the main axis terminates in a flower hence is limited in growth the flowers are born in basic petal order now if i discuss uh, the flower with you then uh, let's discuss it okay the flower is the reproductive unit in the angiosperms uh, reproductive unit in the angiosperm it is meant for sexual reproduction a typical flower has four different kind of holes arranged successively on the swollen end of the stalk or pedicle called thalamus or receptacle this are remember the order make comma arrange uh, from outer to the inner how inner holes so the outer one is calyx then comes this corolla then comes this androecium and then comes this gynoecium calyx and corolla are accessory organs while androecium and gynoecium uh, are reproductive organs in some flowers like lily the calyx and corolla are not distinct and are termed as perianth when a flower has both androecium and gynoecium it is bisexual a flower having either only stamen or any carpel is unisexual the symmetry in symmetry the flower may be actinomorphic that is the radial symmetry or it can be zygomorphic which is the bilateral symmetry when a flower can be divided into two equal radial halves in any radial plane passing through the center it is said to be a actinomorphic which is seen in mustard the dura chelai okay now when it can be divided into two similar halves only in one particular vertical sorry in one particular vertical plane it is zygomorphic example pea gulmohar bean and cassia a flower is asymmetric irregular if it cannot be divided into two similar halves by any vertical plane through passing through the center as in kanna okay now uh, let's uh, you know kind of flashback through our flashlight on uh, what we learned just few seconds ago let's discuss uh, what uh, you know alternate nahi yeah alternate phylotaxy uh, includes so this alternate phylotaxy includes three plants which were uh, uh, which were uh, china rose then mustard and the sunflower and if i talk about this uh, opposite ones then it it includes two which were guava and uh, one more was their calotropis yes and if we talk about the uh, hold one then it it includes the one that is elstonia then now we were discussing this actinomorphic and zygomorphic then actinomorphic is seen in case of mustard datura and chili and if we talk about the zygomorphic then it is seen in pea gulmohar bean and cassia so zygomorphic is there four examples are there in case of actinomorphic morphic three examples are there okay now let's move forward a flower may be trimerous tetramerous or pentamerous when the floral appendages are in multiple of 3 4 or 5 respectively flowers with brackets uh, breaks reduce the leaf found at the base of the pedicle are called bracketate and those without breaks are ebracteate now Uh, based on the position of calyx corolla and androecium and uh, in respect of the ovary on thalamus the flowers are described as hypogynous perigynous and epigynous in the hypogynous
Venus Flavo, the gynosium occupies the highest position, while the other parts are situated below it. The ovary in such flower is said to be a superior example mustard, china rose, and brinjal. If gynosium is situated in the center and other parts of the flower are located on the rim of the thalamus, almost at the parts of the flower, almost at the same level, it is called perigynous. The ovary here is said to be half inferior example plum, rose, and peach. The example of this half inferior or this uh, perigynous condition are very beautiful. See plum, rose, and peach. So calming, isn't it? I find found it like you know these terms are like you know kind of suiting. I don't know why. Plum, rose, peach. That's it. <laughs> Let's discuss this epigynous flowers now. In epigynous flower, the margin of thalamus grow upward, enclosing the ovary completely and getting fused with it. The other part of flower arises above the ovary, hence the ovary is said to be inferior, as in flowers of guava and cucumber, and the ray florets of sunflower. Parts of flower. Each flower normally has four whole, four floral halls with Calyx, Corolla, Androsium, and Gynoesium. Okay, now let's revise the examples of uh, superior, inferior, and half inferior. So, superior is seen in case of China Rose, Brinjal, and one more example was there that is, uh, sorry, Mustard. Okay, now uh, if I talk about the Perigynous, which is soothing one, Palm, Rose, and Pitch. And if I talk about the Epigynous one, then it, it includes. Uh, uh, it includes uh, guava and cucumber. Okay, now calyx. The calyx is the outermost hall of the flower, and the members are called sepals. Sepals. Okay, sepals. Now I always get confused, like uh, confused between the term with what, what, which term actually defines sepals, and which term defines corolla. I don't know what, how to, you know. Uh, differentiate between the, these two terms. The calyx is the outermost hole of the whole flower. Okay, and the member are called sepals. I, I got the word. See, see, wonderful. Uh, just uh, see calyx. Uh, what the, what the, what are what are the terms used over here? Calyx. X is there at the end. X. X is something which is uh, out of your life. Okay. So, calyx X. Okay. So, X, it means out. And that is the outermost hole. This came in my mind just now only. Okay. See, X. So, that is the outermost hole. And we, we, we actually, actually know that what, where sepal actually is and where petal actually is. Now, I will never get confused. Okay. Uh, what is sepal and what is petal so i we know that sepal is all obviously we know that sepal is at the outer outer uh, sepal is the outermost hall so if sepal is the outermost hall then calyx x x gonna be the outermost hall okay so that's how uh, you can remember generally sepals are green leaf like and protect the flower in the bud stage the calyx may be gamosepalous sepals united or polysepalous like uh, sepals free and if i talk about the corolla then corolla is composed of petals petals are usually bright colored to attract insects for pollination like calyx corolla may be uh, gamopetalous petals united or polypetalous petals free the shape and color of a corolla vary greatly in plants corolla may be tubular bell shaped funnel shaped or wheel shaped okay now if we talk about the estivation then uh, the mode of arrangement of sepal or petal in the floral bud with respect to the 
other members of the same hall is known as estivation the main type of estivation are wild bait twisted imbricate and vexillary when tapolo paddle in a hole just touch one another at the margin without overlapping as in calotropics calotropics it is said to be wild bait if one origin sorry if one margin of the appendage overlaps that of the next one and so on as in china rose ladies figure and cotton it is called twisted if the margins of or of mar, if the margins of sepal or petals overlap one other other one another but not in any particular direction as in cassia and in gulmohar the estivation is called imbricate and in pea and bean flowers there are five petals the largest standard overlaps the two lateral petals wings which in turn overlapped two smallest individual petals kill this type of estivation is known as vexillary or papillonaceous okay papillonaceous now the very important thing to keep in mind over here is this uh, examples so the valvet include the just the one example is here given that is calotropis twisted includes this three examples china rose ladies figure and cotton imbricate there are uh, two examples given cassia and gulmohar and if i talk about the vexillary the beautiful ones then there are two examples given i guess uh, yeah two example are given of pea and bean flowers so remember uh, valvet is calotropis twisted is uh, cotton then uh, china rose and the bindi so twisted is you know the all three are common ones china rose is common you can you know uh, see it on your daily basis lettuce finger is something you eat regularly and cotton which is also the common example and if i talk about the imbricate ones then they are little complex one cassia is little different or you know new kind of stuff but gulmohar is the normal thing and if i talk about the vexillary the beautiful one the easiest ones pea and bean which we eat sabji basically vegetable pea and bean okay so i i, I think you had you know kind of uh, related something now let's discuss the androecium androecium is composed of stamens each stamen which represent the male reproductive organ consists of a stalk or a filament and an anther each anther is usually bilobed and each lobe has two chambers the pollen sacs the pollen grain are produced in pollen sacs a sterile stamen is called staminode stamens of flowers may be united with other members such as petal or among themselves when stamens are attached to the petals they are apipetalous as in brinjal or apiphyllous when attached to the perianth and as in the flowers of lily the stamens in flower may either remain free polyandrous or may be united varying degrees the stamens may be united into one bunch or one bundle monoadelphous as in china rose or two bundles or diadelphous as in pea or into more than two bundles or polyadelphous as in citrus okay there there may be a variation in the length of filaments within a flower as in salvinia and mustard so epipetalus is brinjal epiphyllus is lily then monoadelphus is china china rose diadelphus is pea and polyadelphus is citrus so there are so many examples this chapter is you know filled with examples example examples if you are provided awesome awesome you can won't even uh, be able to miss any mcq if you are remembering those examples now let's discuss this gynoecium 
Gynoecium is the female reproductive part of the flower and is made up of one or more carpels. A carpel consists of three parts namely stigma, style and ovary. Ovary is the enlarged basal part. Um, enlarged ba- uh, where it is? Yeah, ovary is the enlarged basal part on which lies the elongated tube. The style, the style connects the ovary to the stigma. The stigma is usually at the tip of the style and is and is the receptive surface for pollen grains. Its ovary bears one or more ovules attached to a flattened cushion-like placenta. When more than one carpel is present, they may be free as in lotus and rose and are called apocarpus. They are termed semicarpus when carpels are fused, as in mustard and tomato. After fertilization, the ovules develop into seeds and the ovary matures into a fruit. Now, if I discuss this placentation, then the arrangement of ovules within the ovary is known as placentation. The placentation are of different types, namely marginal, uh, parietal, basal, central, and free central. In marginal placentation, the placenta forms a ridge along the vent ventral suture of the ovary and the ovules are born on this ridge forming two rows as in P. Very simple. When the placenta is axial and the ovules are attached to it into a multilocal ovary, the placentation is said to be axial as in China rose, tomato and lemon. In parietal placentation, the ovules develop on the inner wall of the ovary or on peripheral part. Ovary is one chamber but it becomes two chambered due to the formation of the false septum. Example mustard and Argimon. When the ovules are bored on central axis and septa are absent as in dianthus and primrose, the placentation is called free central. In basal placentation, the placenta develops at the base of the ovary and a single ovule is attached to it as in sunflower and marigold. Here I would like you to pause the session and go through the examples and, uh, and read them with uh, utmost focus. Now let's discuss the fruit. I hope you prepared the examples of, you know, um, placentation. Now, the fruit is characteristic feature of the flowering plants. It is a mature or ripened ripened ovary developed after fertilization. If a fruit is formed without fertilization of the ovary, it is called parthenocarpic fruit. Generally, the fruit consists of a wall or a pericarp and a seed. The pericarp may be dry or fleshy. It consists of uh, when pericarp is thick and fleshy, it is differentiated into outer into the outer epicarp, the middle mesocarp, and the inner endocarp. In mango and coconut, the fruit is known as drupe. They developed from monocarpillary superior ovaries and are one seeded. In mango, the pericarp is well differentiated into an outer outer thin epicarp, a middle fleshy edible mesocarp and an inner stony hard endocarp. In coconut, which is also a drupe, the mesocarp is fibrous. The seed, the ovules after fertilization develops into seed. A seed is made up of a seed cot and an embryo. The embryo is made up of radical, an embryonal axis and one as in wheat and maize or two, uh, two cotyledons as in gram and pea. Structure of dicotyledonous seed. Uh, the outermost covering of a seed is the seed cot. The seed cot has two layers, the outer testa 
and the integument the hilum is the scar on the seed cot through which the developing seeds were attached to the fruit above the hilum is the small pore called the micropyle within the seed cot is the embryo consisting of an embryonal axis and two cotyledons these cotyledons are often fleshy and full of reserve food materials at the two ends of the embryonal axis are present the radical and the plumule in some seeds such as custard the endosperm formed as a result of double fertilization is a food storing tissue and called endospermic seed in plants such as bean gram and pea the endosperm is not present in mature seed and such seeds are called non endospermous seed now Let's discuss the structure of the monocotyledonous seed. In generally, generally monocot seeds are endospermic, but some, as in orchids, are non-endospermic. In the seeds of cereals such as maize, the seed cot is membranous and generally fused with the fruit wall. The endosperm is bulky and stores food. The outer covering of endosperm separates the embryo by a proteinaceous layer called alluron layer. The embryo is small and situated in a groove at one end of the endosperm. It consists of one large and shielded shaped cotyledon known as cutellum and a short axis with a plumule and a radical. The plumule and radical are enclosed in seeds which are Colleptile and Colleryzer, respectively. Okay, now we are done with uh, all the plant parts. Now we will discuss this semi-technical description of a typical flowering plant in the next next segment. Enjoy this five four to five seconds break. So now let's let's finish up discussing this uh, few technical terms and the three families. Okay, uh, semi-technical descriptions of a typical flowering plant. Various morphological features are used to describe a flowering plant. The description has to be brief in a simple and a scientific language and presented in a proper sequence the plant is described beginning with its habitat habit vegetative characters roots stem and leaves and their floral characters in fluorescence and flower parts after describing various parts of plant a floral diagram and a formula are presented the floral formula is represented by some symbols in the floral formula br stands for bracteate k stands for calyx c for corolla P for perianth, A for androecium, and G for gynoecium. G for sub, G uh, below underscore underline like you know um, underscore uh, inferior underscore kind of thing is uh, representing uh, superior ovary and uh, uh, above line. A line above G is representing an inferior ovary. Then male, male, uh, you know, kind of symbol is there. A female is there. Bisexual plant is also there. So actinomorphic uh, symbol is like you know, kind of plus sign uh, inside the square, square. Sorry, inside circle and uh, and percentage sign for zygomorphic nature of flower. Fusion is indicated by enclosing the figure within bracket and addition by a line drawn above the symbol of the flower parts. 
A floral diagram provides information about the number of parts of a flower, their arrangement and the relation they have with one another. The position of the mother axis with respect to the flower is represented by a dot on the top of the floral diagram. Calyx, corolla, androecium and gynoecium are drawn in successive holes, calyx being the outermost and the gynoecium being the center. Floral formula also shows cohesion and adhesion within parts of holes and between holes. The floral diagram and floral formula in figure 5.20 represent the mustard plant which is family Brassiaceae. So basically four families are discussed in our uh, syllabus. Starting with Brassiaceae you can clearly see they may even ask uh, the they may even give us the floral formula and ask us to you know uh, identify which family it is so let's start with uh, Fabiaceae now this family was earlier called Papilo Pep- Papillonidae, a subfamily of family Leguminosae, it is distributed all over the world. If I talk about the vegetative characters, then trees, shrub, herbs, root with root nodules are there. Stem is erect or climber kind. Then if I talk about the leaves, then alternate spinefly compound or simple leaves are there. Leaf base is also there. Pul- pulvinate, uh, stipulate venation is there. Uh, venation is basically retic. Sorry. Uh, venation is basically you know reticulate and uh, if I talk about the floral character then then fluorescent is racemose flower is bisexual or zygomorphic calyx sepals are five Gamosepalus is just a condition of gamosepalus. Valvate or imbricate estivation is seen in case of calyx. And if we talk about the corolla, then it is pet- petals are five. Polypetalus, papillinosis, uh, uh, then consisting of a posterior standard, two lateral wings, two anterior ones forming a keel, and closing stamens are pistil. So basically, axillary estivation is there in case of corolla and uh, uh, valvate or imbricate uh, condition is there for calyx then um, uh, if I talk about the androecium then uh, there are 10 diadelphus or anther dithecus gynoecium is basically ovary superior monocarpillary unilocular unilocular with many ovules uh, stylus single if we talk about the fruit then uh, legume or seed uh, one too many uh, seeds are there then uh, non-endospermic fruit is basically non-endospermic if we talk about the formula floral formula then zygomorphic then bisexual uh, k stands for uh, you know calyx that is five corolla is like you know one plus two plus two are fused then uh, androecium is basically uh, ten that is diadelphus uh, you will see the um, fused kind of condition and ovary is uh, superior you can see the symbol and it's just single okay monocarpillary monocarpillary yes and if we talk about the economic importance then many plants belonging to the family are a source of pulses gram or her sam mung soyabin uh, edible oil like soyabin groundnut dye is like indigofera fibers sun hemp fodders asbenia uh, trifolium ornamentals leopins which pea medicine is like 
Muliati etc are few economic importance of family Fabiaceae. Uh, now let's discuss the Solanaceae. It is a larger family commonly called as the potato family. It is usually widely distributed in tropics, subtropics and even temperate zone. If we talk about the vegetative characters then plants, mostly herbs, shrubs and rarely small trees are there. And if we talk about the stem then it is herbaceous, rarely woody, aerial, erect, cylindrical, branched, solid or hollow, hairy or or uh, glabrous underground stem in potato solanum tuberosum okay now if we talk about the leaves and there are alternate leaves is seen simple really pinnately compound exi- uh, otherwise they are you know palmately compound uh, extipulate venation is like reticulate if we talk about the floral characters then inflorescence is solitary axillary or cymosis in uh, solanum flowers are bisexual or actinomorphic calyx or sepals are five united persistent while valvate estivation is there corolla if i talk about that petals are five united valvate estivation androecium is like stamens are five and epipetalus gynoecium is like bicarpellary obligately placed syncarpus then ovary superior bilocular placenta swollen with many ovules exile okay fruits like berry or capsule are the fruits seeds like there are many seeds and endosperm seeds are there Floral formalized something 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 like uh, you can see the actinomorphic condition there uh, again the um, plant is bisexual calyx is uh, again five corolla is again five but uh, uh, this time whole fused and uh, uh, you know get it's connected with androecium uh, ovary is again superior and uh, it's uh, bicarpillary okay now Economic importance of Solanaceae family is many plants belonging to this, this family are a source of food. Example, tomato, brinjal, potato, spice like chili, medicine example like belladonna, ashwagandha. Then fumigatory like tom- tobacco is also the uh, part of the Solanaceae family and ornamentals like petunia. Now if we talk about the Liliaceae family, then commonly called the lily family is a characteristic representative of a monocotyledonous plant. It is distributed worldwide. If we talk about the vegetative characters then perennial herbs with underground bulbs or combs or rhizomes leaves like mostly basal alternate linear exitipulate with parallel venation now if i talk about the floral characters then uh, inflorescence is like solitary or cymos of an umbellate clusters then flowers are like bisexual and ectomorphic perianth is like tepal 6 3 plus 3 kind of condition is there perianth is there often united into tube and valvet estivation is seen in case of perianth androecium is like stamina 6 3 plus 3 epipetalous condition is there uh, gynoecium is like tricarpillary syncarpus ovary superior trilocular with many ovules exile placentation is generally seen if we talk about the fruit then capsule is seen rarely berry and seeds are again endospermous and if we talk about the floral formula then here you can see the bracket uh, then actinomorphic bisexual perianth is visible relationship of uh, uh, you know uh, petal with androecium uh, separate petal is there with uh, androecium uh, you can see 3 plus 3 condition in case of uh, sep- uh, sepal plus petal that is tepal uh, is like you know they are fused with uh, androecium that's why perianth and uh, 3 plus 3 androecium is also seen stamen condition and gynoecium is also tricarpillary and if you talk about the economic importance it's very easy to identify this liliaceae family you know br condition bracket condition indicates it is a liliaceae family then um, 
ectinomorphic condition without brachial condition indicates it's a solanaceae family uh, sorry uh, yeah solanaceae family and the zygomorphic condition indicates it's a fibiaceae family so it's very easy to identify uh, any family with with the with the help of floral formula if we talk about the economic importance of liliaceae then many plants belonging to this family are good ornamentals uh, tulip gloriosa sorts of medicine are like aloe vegetables are like asparagus and colchica in is you know uh colchium autumnale okay now there are few diagrams mentioned over here you can uh, have a look now let's discuss the summary of this chapter as well uh before that let's discuss the uh, floral formula of uh, brassiaceae family uh, okay uh, just a second just a second let me uh, just turn the page mm. yeah so brassiaceae family is uh, Brassiaceae family uh, also contains, you know, actinomorphic condition. Again, there are uh, uh, bisexual condition is there, but uh, you can see that calyx and corolla are separate, and they are having, you know, uh, tetramerous condition is there, which is like, you know, exception not seen in, uh, not even in Fabiaceae, Solanaceae, or uh, Liliaceae. So you can identify, uh, you know, with uh, respect to this uh, calyx and uh, corolla. then if we talk about the androecium and gynoecium then ovaries again superior uh, and it is also bicarpellary but androecium is like in condition of 2 plus 4 now summary let's discuss this summary uh, flowering plants exhibit uh, enormous variation in shape size structure shape size structure mode of nutrition lifespan habit and habitat they have well developed root and shoot system root system is either tap root or fibrous generally dicotyledonous plant have two tap roots while monocotyledonous plant have fibrous root the root in some plants get modified for storage of food mechanical support and respiration the shoot system is differentiated into stem leaves flowers and flower uh, and fruits the morphological feature of stem and you will be like uh, why this girl yawn a lot because it's like you know i will most of the time i record at the night time and you know uh, and i am damn uh, whatever uh, yeah that's it uh, generally dicotyledonous plants uh, have a tap root while uh, monocotyledonous plants have a fibrous root the roots in some plants get modified for storage of food mechanical support and respiration the shoot system is differentiated into stem leaves flowers and fruits the morphological feature of stem like the presence of nodes and internodes multicellular hair and positively phototrophic nature help them help to differentiate the stems from roots stem also get modified to perform diverse functions such as storage of food vegetative propagation and protection under different condition leaf is a lateral outgrowth of a stem developed exogenously at the node these are green in color to perform the function of photosynthesis leaves exhibit marked variation in their shape size margin apex and extent of incision of leaf blade or lamina like other parts of a plant the leaves also get modified into other structures such as tendrils spines for climbing and protection respectively the flower is modified shoot mean for sexual reproduction the flowers are arranged in different types of uh, uh, different types of uh, inflorescence they exhibit enormous variation in structure symmetry position of ovary in relation to other parts arrangement of petal sepal ovules etc after fertilization the ovary is modified into fruits remember it's a, it's the fed ovary is modified into fruits and ovules into seeds seeds either may be monocotyledonous or dicotyledonous they 
vary in shape size and period of very viability the floral characteristic form the basis of classification and identification of flowering plants this can be illustrated through a semi technical description of families hence a flowering plant is described in a definite sequence by using scientific terms the floral features are represented in the summarized form as a floral diagram and floral formula and here we finish this chapter successfully now it's your job to finish of the mcq we will meet soon with the next chapter that is anatomy of flowering plants till then take care and keep studying bye bye